You know, going through season seven of both TNG and DS9, basically side by side, has been a really eye-opening experience. Season seven of TNG started off surprisingly good, and then just had like six or seven terrible episodes in a row, and then finished strong with preemptive, uh, preemptive strike and all good things. DS9 was like almost the opposite. Started off with basically just drag, like a, lo a lot of, I, I shouldn't say drag, that, that's exaggerative, but a lot of episodes that I was surprised how bad they were. But then the final ten started, and it, it just kind of started picking up seams like, yes, this is amazing, this is amazing, and then this episode happens. I suppose I've already given away my opinion on it. This, this is, of course, nowhere near lamentation worthy, but this whole episode was just... Eh. A rumination, if you will. I'm curious, as always, of your guys' thoughts. It felt like a terrible way to, to leave Section 31 and Sloan. But more than that, it felt like the whole thing just didn't click at all. There is exactly one scene I like in this... Excuse me, two. Two scenes I like in this episode. Both are personal. So I decided to do what I always do. And look up in the behind the scenes. And, and hey, this is a really troubled episode. Go figure! Because they wanted the cure... But originally, the, it was supposed to be Odo was going after the cure, but then that was torpedoed, so they decided to make it uh, someone else basically going after the cure. But then they're like, okay, well, how about we make it Bashir and O'Brien? Okay, that works, so they'll go to the Section 31 headquarters, which... Uh, uh, wait, hang on, that's going to be expensive, and they're trying to save money for the finale. Okay, that, that makes sense. You know, that's a very common trick. TNG did the exact same trick. You know, most shows like to save money for the big finale. So, okay, I'm with it. So instead, there has to be a bottle show. All right, so it has to be a bottle show about finding the cure. Okay, that already sounds really, really dumb. Uh, how can we make that work? Well, one of the other things they really wanted to do was to have one final episode touching on the friendship between Bashir and O'Brien. Okay, cool. Now, maybe this is the advantage of hindsight, and I'm not in the moment. You know, I, I know that they were very rushed. They were already starting pre-production work on what you leave behind, and things were just kind of up in the air. And But it, to me, the obvious solution here would be have to Bashir basically just eject the Section 31 plot entirely. It doesn't fit. I mean, I get the idea of, you know, Section 31 being the ones who make the virus. Sure, I'm with that to some extent. Uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of not with that. And also, I feel like their inclusion makes this episode worse in every way. It doesn't help that they have to do the venture through the mind thing into Sloan, which was also originally supposed to be a completely separate thing, but gotta save money. So they reused the DS9 and Defiance sets. So the whole thing just falls apart. Just just make it about Bashir and O'Brien. Have it be a personal episode. You can do that. Your series is ending. You don't need to follow the usual rules at this point. But no, we had to come up with the Section 31 stupid cure plot thing. And I'll complain more about that later. I mentioned there were two scenes in this episode I liked. One of them is Odo and Kira right at the beginning. It's It's good stuff. I've mentioned lately that I've started to believe the Oda-Kira relationship more this time through DS9 than I have in the past, and I stand by that statement. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. You know, I, I kind of like uh, the dynamic the two have a bit better than I did in previous viewings. I still don't think it's the best thing, and I think the lead-up to it was, frankly, terrible. But once they are actually together, they work pretty well as a couple, and this scene is a good example of why. 
So Cisco is informed, and he's all like, rah, 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 which is funny. I mean, after all, uh, Cisco's already danced in the pale moonlight, so he's already well aware of this kind of stuff. And, of course, Bashir was reading Tale of Two Cities. Cute and nice little bit of foreshadowing. And I mentioned before that his big thing is math, the idea that 73 people would be involved in this. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and... You, you might notice I'm kind of barrel rolling through the episode. That's because I've already gone through half my notes. <laughs> this is one of those I-don't-have-a-lot-to-say episodes. As soon as they enter the mind of Sloan, it's like, okay. Let's just cover that really quick. Here's what I have to say about the mind of Sloan. Do you think the helpful Sloan is real, or do you think he was part of the layered traps that Sloan was laying for the other two, for, for Bashir and O'Brien? Honest question, because I've heard a lot of debate on that over the years, and frankly, it could be either easily. At this point in time, I'm not even sure I'm willing to give a definitive answer to that, but if you, if you put me on the spot, I'd say it's probably just part of the trap. Because if nothing else... Sloane is willing to murder what are effectively two innocent people in order to maintain this secret. In fact, Sloane is really, really willing to go through a lot just to make sure... He, he, try, he commits suicide to prevent the possibility of the cure getting to the Founders. Now, that is an interesting thing. Tactically? Eh, wrong word. Strategically, long-term thinking-wise, I actually get his mindset, and... <sighs> agree with it, but the fact of the matter is that he, he is so hardlining this, it's ridiculous. And the thing that finally allows the Federation to reach out with peace, the thing that gives them a bargaining chip, is the cure. Now, the problem is, I mean, I'll probably talk about this in the future, but the problem is there's no way the Dominion is going to keep this. The Dominion have very long memories, and they are very patient. They are more than willing to say, oh yeah, sure, we'll have peace. And they could just chill for a, a century, two, it doesn't matter to them. And then be like, okay, now time to go stomp the Federation into pudding. After all, remember the Founders' mindset. They will go after anything they consider to be a threat to themselves to an extreme degree, and all that matters is the Founders. The Federation has already shown it's willing to genocide them and is the only race to come close to succeeding. You can't tell me they're just going to leave that alone. I say race, organization, but you get my point. So no, I'm kind of with Sloan on that, as horrible as that sounds. <sighs> but let's not get into that. So um, the episode's weird. The transitions are weird. Um, it's, 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 it's the journey into the mind, which is very mundane. And, and the dialogue is bad. It's so strange that I comment on that on a DS9 episode especially, but the dialogue is actively bad in this episode. It just kept weirding me out. I don't even know what to make of it. Um, is that it? Is that all I have to say? It is. That's all I have to say about it. Oh my god. So... I do have a couple other topics that are unrelated to the episode, kind of, because, I mean, that's it. Like the episode, Weird stuff happens, they go into his mind, he tries to kill them, he tries to kill them, he tries to kill them, he fails at killing them, they cure Odo, the end. You know, woo. Quick point. <clears throat> this cure is apparently frickin' Essena, or something, because it just instantaneously cures Odo within seconds. I know I've referred to this thing as basically a magic plot coupon before, but I had forgotten how ludicrous this, this cure actually is. This is stupid. Second point, especially considering it's apparently very basic. 
and no one was able to figure it out on multiple sides of fronts trying to figure it out. It would have been funny if the Dominion back home had figured it out weeks ago, and this is all all this drama's for nothing, but anyways. So the cure's immediate. Woo. Sloane's willing to murder. Okay. Kind of with it. William Sadler is amazing as awesome. It was good to see him again. <sighs> two points. So first of all, I mentioned there was a, there were two scenes I liked. The second scene is the scene that Iris Stephen Bear personally wrote, and it's the one between Bashir and O'Brien, where they connect, and where O'Brien is like, oh, she thinks I like you better than her. I love my wife. And Bashir is the first one to admit it. He says, I love Esri, but I like you better. What I love about that is it's such a normal human thing to do, regardless of gender, if I might be so bold, to feel awkward about liking someone more than your 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 love. You know, the one you are married to or the one you are passionate about or whatever. Either because they're because they're they're two different categories, right? You know, they, they, it's different concepts, it's different feelings, and sometimes you just have more fun or interact better with your friend than you do with your wife or your husband or whatever, right? It's an interesting little t- uh, take on it, and I kind of liked the, d- the d- dynamic dynamic between two. Apparently, Iris Stephen Bear had to fight for that, and the actors actually were like, "No, we're not doing this," and were opposed to the whole thing, which I find amusing. But it's a good scene, and I like it. And unfortunately, that's all I got on that one. Final point. This is going to be a short one. Why does Bashir hate Section 31 so much? Now, I'm not asking that hyperbolically. I'm not asking that as a leading question. I'm actually curious. What are your guys' thoughts? Why do you think Bashir is so anti-Section 31? Because he gets angry about it. And this has been a bit of a crusade for him. This is not the first time. This has come up. Why? I know what you're thinking. Well, they use immoral means for the greater good. In this episode, Bashir lures someone, uh, captures him, shoots him, kidnaps him, mind probes him <laughs> with illegal devices. Bashir does plenty of morally questionable things for the greater good. And now, in his case, it's for the good of Odo rather than the good of the Federation, but this, the point stands. Now, I'm not trying to say the two are analogous. I'm not. Section 31 was willing to commit genocide for the, for the salvation of the Federation. Uh, Bashir was willing to, well, effectively kill a man in, in, in order to save a man's life. But to be blunt, the difference between the two is math, not morality. Because, really, and I do hate to keep hammering on this point, this virus, this magic plot coupon, is the reason we succeed against the Dominion. If it wasn't for this, this would have turned into one long, horrible, knockout, drag-on brawl of doom that would have never ended. At some point or another, the Dominion would have been a threat in the future. This peace treaty that happens because of the cure to this virus is the only reason this thing gets resolved without even more immediate bloodshed. So... I, I, I can't believe I'm talking about this. I hate... How often in my show does it come up when we talk about genocide? I'm really sick of talking about genocide. I really am. <laughs> uh, but what I don't understand is why he's so pissed off about it. Now I'm going to give my theory, because that's kind of a job. I think he's pissed off because he is of the same mindset. 
I've said this before. I've said this off camera even. Uh, this has come up over on Lore Reloaded show because we talk about that every now and again. I, I've always thought that Section 31 is one of the more idealistic organizations in the Federation. I know that sounds strange to say that. But what I mean by that is the only people who could be in Section 31 by this mindset are the people who do so with genuine desire to do good and to help. In short, they are not the Obsidian Order. They are not the Tal Shiar. They're not the House of, I forget the name, the Klingons have a version of it. They are an organization that is trying to help. They will not kill you because they can. They will not kill you because it is correct. They will kill you if they have to. And that is a distinction, a very important and powerful distinction, in my opinion, that does help to make Section 31 make more sense in light of things. Now, yes, I know the the, the genocide thing doesn't line up because they did it before it was called for, as I said. I've already talked about that. I don't have anything to, I don't have to defend that, and I'm not even going to try. Out of character. That's my defense of that one. But my point is, Section 31 is a group of very idealistic people who truly and legitimately believe in the ideals of the Federation and are simply pragmatic enough to recognize the realities of making that happen. I've always believed, and this is just a bit of headcanon, that Section 31 is the reason the Federation and Starfleet have been as successful as they have been for the last 300 years. I also have to mention that there is no overt or obvious sign of actual corruption or evil within Section 31. An organization like that is kind of inclined to become evil over time, to, to become power-hungry, to, to try and build up their own base, etc. And yet there is no sign of any such thing. And I think a lot of that is because of the fact that they are a somewhat self-selecting group, because only those with that ideal can ever be pulled into it, right? This is probably too naive of me, but I guess I'm just buying a little bit into the, you know, we could get better because of cultural circumstance thing that is at Star Trek's core. Now, what does this have to do with Bashir? Bashir is a very idealistic person who is willing to do whatever it has to do in order to accomplish what he believes is right. That's what it has to do with Bashir. I think he's pissed because he knows in his heart of hearts and isn't willing to acknowledge or accept that he is Section 31 material, and he hates that. And it, it just gnaws at him. It just grates at him that he is the kind of person that would fit perfectly with that org. And it's not like I'm the only one saying that. That's my take. This is the end of Section 31 in the show, effectively. And indeed, uh, basically the last time we see them until Discovery came around. What do you guys think? I am, as always, legitimately curious of your thoughts and comments. I know this one's a short one. I'm sorry. It's just such a weird episode. And then they have this, like, fake-out. Of course they have a fake-out. Oh, my gosh, we woke up. And the only reason the fake-out even works is because earlier in the episode, they actually show the real people finding them. So, woo. A decent, decent bit on that. But still, it's just like, okay, oh, we're awake. But we're not awake. But we got to go find this. And then Sloane tries one last time to murder them. Whatever it takes to kill these people, I must murder them. Murder. I, I didn't buy the episode. It's just a weird speed bump on the way to the ending. And if I could be completely blunt, I think this one's going to go on the skip list. Which, uh, speaking of which, by the time this episode goes live, I hope you guys are thinking about that. Best top five, bottom five, and of course the skip list. Because we're barreling towards the end here, and by the time this episode goes live, I'll probably have already compiled all that list. So, either way, I hope you've enjoyed. We're really coming up to the end here. We've got, we've basically got the penultimate now. The setup for the payoff. See you there, guys.